Okay, good morning. <clears throat> I want to continue, so-called a part two of yesterday's, uh, of last week's uh, discussion. So this is the series we're calling, uh, in English you can call it if you want, the Cosmic Order. The Seydrish Tauselis going through literally all the levels. So we're up to Bria Yitzira, moving from Bria to Yitzira. So last week I uh, read uh, a letter from the Rebbe in Igris Kedish, Chilik Beis, and page, uh, if you want to look it up inside, it starts on page Shinai and Gimel. It's a letter written, Aleph El Tavshin Ches. So it's the Rebbe before the Nesiyas. And essentially, to answer the question, so these are names, even though the worlds are called Atzilus Bri Yitzir but they're also associated with these four expressions. Again, Nelam Kolchai is Atzilus, Elam HaKisei, Elam HaMalochim, Elam HaGalgalim. So I just want to sum up what we, uh, what the Rebbe writes in the letter, but I wanted to explain it a bit more. Um, because it gives us insight, first of all, into the worlds, and especially in the context, as I've been trying to explain them in this uh, series, which is making it very practical. And you can see right here from this letter how the Rebbe himself makes it practical and turns it into really a, like almost an architectural structure that applies to any building. And I say building, I don't just mean a physical building, I mean building anything from an organization to a business plan to a relationship to, um, to a strategy. So, so Bikitsa, the Rebbe firstly uh, prefaces and qualifies and says, don't, uh, don't be embarrassed or don't apologize for calling this klotzkashis that the writer, the questioner here asked because the Rebbe said that it's these questions that are the Yusaydis that the ones that are most overlooked. Beloshan from the Rebbe, so many times we take for granted the foundations of an idea and we just discuss already the next step. And the foundations are not necessarily clear. Underlined. So a very powerful approach. Don't assume anything. You know, you, said, you tell someone, for example, God exists, or there's a neshama, or the Rebbe said to do this and this. For you, it's a given, a muskulation, that the Rebbe is an authority. But how do you know the person you're talking to even know who the Rebbe is? And even if he knows the name, how does he know that he has authority, etc.? And not because necessarily the, the person is negative or has something against it. It could be just ignorance. I'm just giving a basic uh, example. I see this all the time. You can't assume what you know and what people that your friends know that everyone you speak to is that way. And the truth is that even when we speak with each other, if we did not assume everything, you'd, you'd have far clearer, clearer pictures. Someone says to you, why is it important to learn Tanya? I find that even people who learn Tanya can't always answer that question easily. They'll say, it's Ten Shavik Savav Chassidus, Al-Tareba wrote it. I mean, these are all good uh, statements, but it's not a logical reason. For that matter, why is it important to learn Tanya? So you have to have answers that you can't just assume 
that just because by you it's a yesod, it means someone else's. I'm just applying that to in general. Anyway, the Rebbe continues, And the Rebbe says, so, it's not always understood just because it's a yesod. I'm going over what we learned, but I just think it's so you say this, this letter. So it's one of many, but it very stands out, the Rebbe's approach. So in other words, it's not just in Chassidus or Teireh, in all Chachmah that's the case. And people who actually innovated throughout science even, one of their big tradition was not just they came up with a good idea, they challenged the premise that everybody accepted till now. They didn't just say, oh, because everybody says so, I have to accept it. They question that. And that's really what a wise person does. You never assume anything. And this is not a stilet to Nasev and Ishma and Kabbalah Sale. Because that is more Reish's Chach Mi'iris Hashem Kabbalah Sale. But then it says Nasev and Ishma. The Derech HaSeichel is to challenge. Again, with good intentions. To challenge means to not assume anything. Everything has to be explained from scratch, from the first Yisodin. Even if you accept that Yisod, you have to say, this is an assumption, or axiom, or muskorishin. And now, based on that, we're going to discuss A, B, C, D, E. Okay. <clears throat> now, so now that Rebbe applies this general principle to, this, to the question. So briefly, to sum up what the Rebbe said, the Rebbe gave an example that everything done b'seichel v'chochme yesh b'kavona v'tachlis. So here again, I want to just listen, elaborate a bit. Now, the Rebbe's letter here, as in so many other letters, is also teaching us a methodology. When you learn a chassidus a maimer, many of the things that the Rebbe writes in this letter are not said in a maimer. Because a maimer assumes that we already accept all that. Because remember, chassidus does not begin with hagdome. Let's first give you hagdome before we start learning chassidus. Whatever maimer you learn, you're already getting right into it. The Rebbeimer, it's already a fact. Just like in Taylor, you say, Bereshit Bar Elikim, it's Roshimayim It assumes that there's an Elikim. It's not coming to prove that there's a, a, a God that created the world. But the Rebbe here is making clear that you need introductions. So the first thing is that everything done has a kavanah v'tachlis. And that everybody agrees. There's no one that disagrees with that. This has nothing to do even with Teda and even with Ebersh. It's just the way Seichel and Chachma works. And since has to be created in a way, built in a way, that memala kavanose. Hatachlis rather. Tismala hatachlis. So two points here. One is that everything has a purpose, and all the details of whatever it is that's being built here or created is driven toward that purpose. So if someone, let's say, says, okay, I made a plan, and then they say, so why do we need to hire this and this person? I say, uh, you know, extra hand. No, everything has to have a reason. You don't just have an extra thing inside. Or sometimes you're missing something. So once, once you know what the tachlis is, it will help you define all the pieces you need to build that. You want to bake, bake a cake, say, okay, what kind of cake? Then you need certain ingredients. You don't need extra, lay safe, civil, lay cigarette. You don't need extra, you don't need, and, and you can have less. So that's the first, and that's a klal b'chlal. Then the Rebbe applies that to Briyase elements. The Abish also did it that way. Did he have to do it that way? Have I mentioned many times, the Abish said, call Yochel, you can do whatever he wants. But the Abish is actually the one that created things with a seder, and, and that's why we do it with a seder. So he says, Tachlis b'yusei elemis, is what? 
So here the Chlal sometimes we say, Dira Betachtenim, the Rebbe uses the expression, Bishvil is Galus Malchusei is Baruch. From Shai Yechid Vamuna. Which essentially is Dira Betachtenim, just for the record, because what's, what's his Galus Malchusei is Baruch? That the Ebesh is the Melech, Al Kol Elam. So essentially it's assuming, as accepting and, uh, and accepting God's authority and sovereignty over, over you and over the world. But the Rebbe is using specifically Malchusei because he wants to use it in the Nimshal, or the Moshal and the Nimshal, to explain the four elements. Okay. And like it says in the Posik, and this is the Posik that is one of the sources for the four elements in the first place. In Yeshaya, Mam Gimel Zayin, the Rebbe Tzeichon, is called HaNikre Bishmi, Ulechveidi. Barosov Yitzartev Afasisiv. So there you see that the creation of the world is all Lechveidi. This is the, this is the Posik that uh, the Mishnah the end of Pedic Vov in Pirke Yovis quotes over the Maimah Chazal, the Komasha Kubarach Koshborcha Beilomele Bar El Lechvede. Kovid and Malchus is essentially synonymous. Kovid, Kovid Malchus, Kovid Malchusay. So everything is to honor God. So everything, and that's the Lechvede, but also Yitzhatib Afasisiv. And the Rebbe brings the Ovis of Pedic Vov. Okay, so now we know what the Rebbe said before, what the Tachlis is. The Tachlis is Gilim Achusi is Baruch Be'elum, Be'elum Azah. The Rebbe elaborates further that Hine Kamoisha Bechlal Kolan Yom Shalmati Yeshlam Sherish Lamaila. The same thing is Machusa the Rekia, Machusa the Ad. So if you want to understand how is Machusa is Baruch, is an abstract concept because it's not a physical Melech. So the Ebishtuk said, I've given you Machusa the Ad. I'm giving you We can't always grasp godliness on its own. So they just created a human being, B'Tselem Elikim, and Mipsari from our flesh, from our physical beings, our nature, our makeup. You can understand godliness and grasp godliness. So the same idea, everything has a Sherish Lamaila, but how do you understand what's Lamaila? By looking Lamata. Came Befrat. So just as by looking at Machus de Rekia, we can learn what it should be like in the Malchus, in a king, in a king and a kingdom below. And he brings Kumasuba Bedrashus Razal, Brochus. In order to understand what's above, yes, lil moid al piheros chazal, memachusa da adam. The Rebbe emphasizes al piheros chazal because it means you can't just come and say everything that's going on in machusa da adam is necessarily above. There are people that are making there are a lot of kings and leaders throughout history that you don't want to learn from. That are lav dafkid ledugmas. So chazal will say many times, moshel like he'll say. Hundreds of times you'll find this in Medrashim. So you see, Chazal is using a Melech Bosavadam as an example for Malchus de Rekia, God's Malchus. But this Heroes Chazal. So it doesn't mean that everything below that human beings do with their Pchira, their free will, is necessarily a dogma for Lamaya, just as a, an aside. Okay. Brings another medrash, Be'echa Rabbah B'tchilosheh, Amr HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
למהלך ישורס, מלך בוס ודם, מה דרכי לעשס, כך אני אעשה. ממש בפייש. שג'אבס נסתר למלאכים, just as a king below does it, a flesh and blood, so too do I. So what, do we now, what is now the additional point? Again, you see the Rebbe is not assuming anything. First he gave us the cloud that everything has a tachlis and all the details that of, of the entity have to be directed toward the tachlis, the purpose. And now the discussion about the purpose of creation is machus is baruch, and how do we learn from, about it? We can learn from machus da'ara. In other words, if you look at how a king in this world runs his empire, from that we can learn how the Ebrister runs the world, which essentially is going to bring us back to why the, what, the, what are the four worlds and why there are four worlds. What's the purpose? There are basically four stages in how a king relates with his, to his subjects or to his empire, to his kingdom. So now the Rebbe goes back to the Moshe. Now that we've established, there's Yisod, I'll just give a marshal. The marshal is going to teach us about the nimshal. So, what's the, so here the protein that Rebbe sets out, that there are four stages in a king's relationship with his people. So before I read inside, so we know, Melech is Meshich Me'emayla Gavoy Me'kolam. The Melech on his own is completely a different entity. If he shows, he does no need for a, an am. To be a Melech, a Melech B'layam. But he's also a chochem, and he could be a tam chochem, and he could be a thousand other things. His, his life is not dependent on the am as a human being. So the truth is he has a whole life that we may not even know of. Yes, if when David HaMelech became a melech, or Shlema HaMelech became a melech, then we have a relationship, melech and am. But what about all the years David was not a melech? Even if he had the tchunas, the personality of one, he had a whole life. David Hayyadaya and all the other things that he did. The same thing with Moshe Rabbeinu. Vahibashun Melech, Moshe Rabbeinu, they didn't know him until he was 80 years old. Even now we don't always know a lot what happened with Moshe before. So the Rebbe says, Come so that's the first thing, that the Melech has his own separate entities, Bechal, different Mohus. Then there's the Melech as he begins to relate that he chooses and says, I want to be a melech now. Which means, by definition, that he wants to have a relationship. But there too, is also dargis. This doesn't mean the melech is living and travels across his empire and talks to every person. He has ministers, he has shluchim, and so on. So there are stages of how the melech moves from, let's call it his etzem and mohus, to how he moves and has a relationship with those outside of him. And we're talking again, a melech basaradam, and from there we're going to learn how it is with the ibrishtu. So here's the Kama Pratim. I'll read inside now. Kama Pratim lamdunu razal memelech bas v'dom ve'efan hamlucha lamato. So I'll come over. There's a lot of details. The Rebbe is choosing the ones that are relevant to our discussion here. And here, here's, here's here it begins. Anshe melucha tzorich liyas tzrichim liyas ba'avdola rabba min ha'melech. So there's ha'avdola rabba. Ha'melech anam is not an equal relationship. It's not two brothers it's not a father and a son. A melech anam, by definition, is that melech is be'emes ha-melech aleyem. Melech is full authority, and we have to accept cheikim. That's what the am is. They have to be separate. They can't be children. We know a father with a thousand children, you can't, don't call him a melech. That's what Chassidus says. You don't call, you're not a melech over your, your spouse. You're not a melech over your, um, over your family, over your siblings, etc. 
It means it's a, they're completely two separate entities. Belosh Natanya, Shom, it's quoting again the Shaykh of Amunah, that the Tachlis Habri is Malchusi is Baruch. That's the Loshan there. Nefrodim is Anachem, Am Loshan Eimamus. Eimamus means like separate. Separate calls. Ukmesh Kosova Rambam, but Rambam, here's the Alochim, Malochim Perik Beis, Masimile Eimavayira. That immediately tells you that. Eimavayira is only associated with someone that's completely different Madrega than you are. And all the other things that create havdala between the Am and the Melech. And yet, So it's not when you say havdala, you could say such havdala that there's no relationship altogether. But that's not the case. They do accept him as a melech. So as much as they're separate, if they didn't recognize something about him that is exalted, something that's unique, then also they wouldn't accept him as a melech. So they would call it Gam, ha-melech, or more detailed, ha-royalius melech, because remember, he's not Dafka Dafka, he had accepted Kabbalah's Malchusia, but he's royally is Melech. So already one thing is Havdala. Another thing, it's not Kolin Yoni, even if he becomes a Melech. So there's, in other words, a deeper Havdala here. Not just the Havdala that you're not the king and you have to accept the king as your authority, but it's Bechal not Kolin Yoni Shehu Melech. He's a man of quality, a man of, 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 uh, of virtues. Between him and himself, has nothing to do with the Am. So the Havdallah is even a deeper one because he has many things that the Am may never even know about. So then what is the Kesha? Going back to the other side of the thing. So here we have step one is that there is a havdola to the point that, that there are many things about the melech that are completely unknown. Because before he said a koraktas that they at least appreciate his quality, some quality, that's why they accept him as a melech. Why him and not someone else? Because they see something. And then there are many things they don't even know about. Okay. And yet, the connection is that he is a melech to them, so there is a relationship, but it's a very, very distant, you want to call it. I don't want to say distant in a bad way. I mean distant as in not, not talking about Shavah Mail, not talking about a common denominator. As I said, even a Rav and a Talmud. And you have Av and Ben, where there's also Kovid Av and Kovid Rav, etc. is not like a melech. You don't have that, uh, that, this, that far apart. So melech, bottom line, is a dugmilamata, for basically a relationship with something that's ena reich to you, but still there's a relationship. And the relationship is that you accept it upon yourself. Just the Agav, I think I mentioned it, I'll mention it again, when uh, the Tsar fell after by the Russian Revolution in the early 1900s, even though he was a Russian Marusha, a Tzedek Yehudim, an anti-Semite, Nicholas, and so his predecessors, but they say Chassidim cried because they left lost a marshal in Chassidus. Because this was the marshal for a melech, was the czar. 
So why? So even though he was uh, not exactly an example of what, uh, what a human being should be like, but the, the Amos HaMelech, the total authority, that you can learn from him, even though the authority may have been abused. That's, that's uh, so Chassidim cried. They didn't cry for the, for the Tsar, they cried for the Moshe. Just as a... I mean, this already is an addition from our generation. Some say that when Putin came to power, they started laughing again because now they have the marshal again. Um, again, regardless of what kind of person he is. But that's, that's um, my own commentary here. Now comes the next step. As I said, I read this last week, but I didn't really go into detail. Now comes the Seder Anhogah. So this Manhigom, now that you say that the king... Yeah, he's Havdola, he's separate from them, and there are parts of him they don't know, that is not even in the gather of a malach. I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't want to jump, but I'll basically say that when Midas HaMalchus and Atzillus tells us something about Atzillus, but it doesn't tell us necessarily about Chachma, Bina, Das, Chesed, Gurit, Teferes, Netzach, Yisei. Even though they all channel through Malchus, but, it, but Malchus is at the end of the day a, the, the lowest gili. So the same idea here, the melech, but nevertheless, as we said, there is a relationship. And the Melech does not just he's the king and it's over with. You know, you appoint someone king and you could say, okay, fine, I never hear from him again. It's not correct. He's also, he governs them. He passes laws. He has a relationship with them. He, he runs the country. And you see that from Melech HaKashvedish in Megillah or other places. So now that ever goes further to explain, let's talk now about Dan Hager. So what's his relationship once he's a melech? Once we've established the first step. So here the Rebbe goes through a few other stages. Next. That he referred to. So he's repeating that point, as you'll see why. And the Rebbe actually brings for this also a remez in Lazal. So technically, the, the halachic explanation is very simple because there's Amos HaMelech. Even though everyone knows the Melech goes to the mikveh, takes a shower or a bath or whatever. He also takes haircuts. But because he's the Melech. It's not covered on Melech. You don't seem autumn. The Rebbe is going further, a deeper touch in it. Why? Because how he is on his own, without his garments, is not your business. I have no relationship with him. Like he said, So it's not just Mitzat Kovit. It's also because the Melech has in Yonim, that is his Prim Yonim Primim, that's not no connection to the Am. So, Tchunas HaMelech B'nei Lebe Natsmi, Tchunas HaMelech, Mitzat Zeshu, Melech Al Am, U Mitzayir B'nafshe V'chachmose Tzorchi Am U'machsedeh. So now comes another, let's call it, state of consciousness in the Melech. The first thing is, we're going back to, there's a part of the Melech that's between him and himself, and it's not, no, the, the Am has no connection to, it's not their business, it's not part of their life. But then, there's the Melech also has because he's not detached, he's running the, he's running the, the kingdom, he's running the, the world, the, his, his, na- his nations. So, so now, the next step is how the Melech is Messiah. He's not actively engaging with the Am, but he's imagining, he's envisioning, like he's planning. The Rebbe would say often, 
I remember when the Mitzrayim started and other things, the Rebbe said he spent weeks, I think the Rebbe said once, months, first thinking through, the Rebbe said for sure about Sivas Hashem, but it makes sense, the Rebbe didn't just come and say, here's a Mitzrayim, here's this. The Rebbe said he thought it through for months and months, because you have to plan it to see what the effect will be on people, how is it going to help. So Kimuvan, you could say a uh, Rebbe doesn't need to plan, but that's not the case. Like we said, the Abish also makes a plan. So how does it work? So before he even governs, he's mitzayir benafsheh v'chachmaseh. The Rebbe emphasizes the words benafsheh v'chachmaseh. Tzorche ha'am u'machsedeh. The needs of the people and what's missing. Before he's going to, let's say, pass a law. A law, let's say, we're going to cut taxes. Or a law that we're going to provide benefits to every person in the country. First you have to analyze in yourself and say, and evaluate what is needed. So now you see that it's not the Tchunas HaMelech as he is on his own, which is really nothing to do with his Hanhogas HaMelucha. Here the Hanhogas HaMelucha is B'naf Shevachachmose, but it's still within himself. Adayin Eina Amreye Esam, the Rebbe adds. The people, the nation doesn't see it yet. Roya, emphasized again, underlined. In other words, something's happening, stirring in the Melech, but it's all within him. The people are not yet connected to it. They don't see it, is the words. Then comes the next step. So the Melech in general is usually in his own private quarters. Now he's going out, which is like the outer hall, so to speak, or chamber. And he's sitting on his throne, which already means that he's in a state where he's connecting with his subjects. Melech in his private rooms is not sitting on Kisim al And he brings the Rambam again, the Rebbe quotes. And now that he's beginning to govern and relate to the Am, based on what happened in the stage two, which was where he made a determination, so in other words, stage one is completely on his own. Stage two, he's envisioning what the nation needs. Based on that, now he goes out to the outer chamber. Basically, he's now going to pass a law. And now he's actually instructing his ministers what he wants to be done. So this is after he gave it thought, after he envisioned it. Now he's passing on the message through his sodim. Sometimes he'll just tell him this is the rule, this is the law that he's passing, or the decree. And at times he'll also give the reason for it. I mean, literally, if you go through this, you see the Rebbe's diuk here. If I'm just covering the whole, every possible scenario. Move on, the Rebbe continues. Even now, when he's already in the Paltadin and on the throne and instructing the ministers, Now I have to correct myself. I'm not sure whether Hechel Prima means here before he comes out, because it says Hechel Prima Vamelech Yeshev Al Kise. But regardless, the Rebbe is saying, Einam Tsum Shechel Nushkech Al Amelech. I think the Rebbe is saying that even when the Am doesn't see yet the king, 
and they don't hear from him yet, they can't forget about the king. So I'm not sure he's talking about the Paltadin. So even the Sodim. Epipastus is talking about the Am. That even when they're not present, so all the previous levels, they don't forget about the king. Even if they don't see him. And they don't need rise that there's a king. Why the Rebbe is adding that, I'm not positive. But let's see, maybe in the Nimshal it will be clear. But Kapon, that's... So we have now laid out the following. That the Melech is Ba'avdola, the parts of him that are completely private to him as his own self. Then there's how he comes out. And I'm sorry, then there's how he envisions the needs of, the, of his people. Then there's how he comes out to the Paltinant, where he instructs his ministers what he wants, his guidelines, and sometimes he gives reasons for it. And even the deeper parts of the Melech, or what he, when he's in his Hechel Prima, and when he's sitting on his throne, even those that are not there, So it could be the ministers as well, they, they, they know the king is in his own private place. The language you need to figure out exactly. Okay, but regardless, even the deeper parts, you know exists, and you don't need rias. Like, you know, he dies as a melech, even though you didn't hear his decree or something like that. Okay. Now, one more paragraph in the Moshal, and then the Rebbe goes back to the Nimshal. Because we're still missing one thing here. Everything we spoke about is still only to the ministers. See, as the melech has already reached out, he's giving them instructions. What about the Am? That's why I'm thinking that the end of the paragraph is talking about the Am. So the Rebbe says, but the next step is, In other it's not enough that he instructs the ministers. You see in the story with the Megillah, he has to send Achashtar Pernoyim and all the Meshluchim to carry the decree and carry the message to the whole empire. So if it stays in the Paltan and only the ministers know, that's not the Kavon. Rotsna Melech is at the Am. Everywhere. And every part of his uh, empire should follow his directives. And that's why shluchim are sent. Or they leave the palace with the Pekudis HaMelech, with the rules or the decrees of the king in hand. The ain't Tama and here it does not necessarily have the reason. Even if the Melech revealed his reason to the ministers, to some, some of the reasons, here it's already a decree. This is the law of the king's passing. And this shluchim is to notify and inform every person in, this, in his empire of his heroes. Okay, so now we have a bunch of levels here. Then the Rebbe now concludes and says, So how literally a king runs his empire. We can now learn of how the Ebrister runs his empire, his world. And now the Rebbe is going to apply these levels to Dargis in Sederish Tauslis. That's why I really wanted to go through this letter in depth because it's Mamesh, a letter that gives a picture of the whole Seydish Tashlis. All the way from where we began, Lifni at Simpson. Here's how the Rebbe says it. It's a Russian Harav.
It's also unique in that sense that these letters, most likely the Rebbe wrote himself, even though he had secretary then as well, but in most cases they say the Rebbe wrote these letters, similar to Chuvis Abiyurim, that were printed in Kevis Labavitch and later in a separate Kevitz and now in the Igris. So the Rebbe says like this. Hamelech b'nei levenatzmei, with the emphasis in the words levenatzmei, ha'inyonim shalifni atzimtum. See, mamesh ha'moshel for lifni atzimtum. What do we know lifni atzimtum? Rebbe doesn't elaborate, but what does that Rizal say? Kisra Rizal about tzimtum. Kredim atzimtum was eiling sof ha'yimamala kol ha'metzies. Ve'ein nesinus mokim le'elam is klal. What does that in different words? The elements have no connection there. They don't, they don't have no relationship. There's no room for them there. If Eden Sof, Lifnet Simpson was revealed, there'd be no elements, period. So it's the Melech, Ben Eile Ben Asme. But there is something that exists. It's Eden Sof. There's a conscious, divine consciousness there. So that's the Moshul, the Nimshul, the Melech, Ben Eile Ben Asme, in Yonim Shal Lifnet Simpson. That doesn't go into the Dargis and details, but everything Lifnet Simpson. So here, from here alone, I'm just elaborating. You have a perfect, uh, an excellent way of explaining Esosphere Sagnuses, for example. Even though the different opinions where they are, but Chassidus brings that Esosphere Sagnuses are the Esosphere Lifnat Simpson. And, and so in Indian, it's really the Melech Benayla Benatzme. However, I have to add that Chassidus does say that Esosphere before the Simpson is like the Melech is Shir Atzme Bekeach. It's something like Mitzayir Benafshe Vachachmose. So, how does it stim with what the Rebbe said? Benay Levinatzme is even before his Mitzayir Bemachshav. So, the answer is obvious because with Fnayat Simpson, you don't say his Mitzayir Mamish. It's only Alderach Moshe. The Tzir of Elamis is really after the Simpson. But Lifnayat Simpson, you have Me'enze, Shirasme Bekeach, or the different language that Chsidis brings, Olabertzene. You have Rotzen Amuchlet, and the Rotzen Haposhet, and you have the Rotzen Bepeil. But it's all a fierech, all really in dargis that are benelu benatzme. However, the Ebrister wanted even benelu benatzme, he also has bedakus something there. So it's not really a discussion here. There's actually another letter from the Rebbe. You know, I actually think, just a few pages later, if I recall correctly. I'm not sure if it's in the Sefer even. But the Rebbe explains, I once gave a kshir in, in as well here in the Kailal, about, well, how could you say there's Dargis Lifniat Simpson? So I think if you wanted to know more details, I would refer you to that letter. Um, no, no, it's not, I, think, I don't think it's in this craft, maybe in Chelek Aleph. But the Rebbe gives a whole discussion about Lifniat Simpson, how do you explain, the, how do you say there's levels there? Which somewhat complements what he's saying here. But Begay Lapel here, now comes the next. The next is we know the Melech is Mitzayir. That's the Melech is now moving to the next stage, where he's Mitzayir in his wisdom, inner wisdom. It's all within himself, the nation, the people. This is Elam Atzilus. So now it's already an Elam, but it's Elam Atzilus. So on one hand, it's called Nikra Elam. Why is it called Elam? Because the Ebrist is being Mitzayir, something outside of himself, so to speak, the Am. It's not just as he is Ben Eilu Ben Atzmei. 
So if you go Lifniat Simpson, the only thing that's mayor there is Eneg Movade. Alakus, pure Alakus, Alakus Bipshitis. In Atsilus, even though it's Alakus, but it's an Elam Atsilus. The Ebishter is already envisioning the needs of the Am. However, like he said, he said in the Moshul. So here too, that's why it's called So now you see how every detail in the Moshul is in the Gay and the Nimshul. Because it's completely concealed. And that answers why Atsilus is called Nelam Ein Kolchai. Because it's all within the king. However, from the king's perspective, he's moved, instead of just being the language I'm using here, he's already been mitzayah, so that's our next madreg, that's the Rebbe calls it Elamatzilus. Here you have a way of looking at Elamatzilus, in other words, it's how Elakus looks at the world. Lifniat Simpson, there's no world. It's Atzilus is how God sees existence. So when you say Nishamas Atzilus, for example, the Markova, the Elvis Hena and Markova, they had no Metsias of their own. They lived as pure channels, vehicles, channeling godliness in this world. So Atzilus is a world, there's Koch Mabinadas. You can't say there's no nothing exists, but it's with the Ebishta sees it. It's how the Ebishta sees the world. But it's the world. So it's the next madreg. Yetzalapaltanin, the next stage was the king goes out. This is after he's envisioned and planned. Now he's going out actually to an outer chamber where he's going to sit on his throne and instruct the ministers. So the Rebbe says that's Elam Habriya. Yetzalapaltanin, the Rebbe's using the exact language in the Moshul. Is Elam Habriya Shasham Bedugmas Melech Yeshev Al Kisei? That's like the Melech is sitting now on his throne. So it explains why Elam Abriya is Elam Akisei. You know, till now, without this explanation, it's a cryptic concept. What it means he's sitting on his throne. Now we understand it. But Melech Yeshev Akisei, because it's still the king is the dominant one here. Even as when the ministers are there and he's going to instruct them, but everything is because it's still the king is sitting on his throne and everyone has to respect the king. Maybe that's why just going back to that line on So it's still the Melech's presence and when you stand before the Melech even though it's not in the, in the chamber and it's not the Melech as he's being beside, he's now actively acting as king. So the Nevraim are bebitl and the Rebbe calls this Almedi it's a hidden world. In other words, why? Because the Am is not there. But yet they know the king is sitting there on the throne and he's uh, running the show. He's, uh, he's leading. Almidiskasia. That's most likely why he said they know he exists even though they don't see him. Probably that's the connection. Okay. Next, next step. Remember, Abishter doesn't just want the, the decrees in the Palatine. He wants to that the nation should follow it. So now comes what's the marshal of the malachim, I'm sorry, the shluchim, that he sends out to bring the pekudis, ha-melech. Lamatim is that, the next paragraph that Rebbe says, malachim shluchim yetzin. We know a malach is from the word shliach. So the malachim are the shluchim of the melech, 
They're now leaving the palace, including this Paltin with the, he's sitting on his throne. Shasham, I'm sorry, this is now the world of Yetzirah. The parenthesis that Rebbe asked by Dei Levush Mizgalim Gambe Elam And with a garment, meaning that it also refers to how they go from Yetzirah and Tasiyah, which is a further garment, further Hislapshus, a further Helam. Upkudes Biyadeim. And what are they carrying? Is Malachim? God's rules, God's edict, God's decrees. Rebbe says, Kosher, Posel, Zakai, Chayev. That's what the shluchim are carrying. What is referring to? The malachim, they come with the shlichas. Is there any case of a malachim actually coming to say something is poslo, zakeh, achayev? You'd say usually that's more b'nei teireh, rabonim, maposkim. I'm interesting why he's using that as an expression for malachim. Anyone has an idea? Any stories in Tanakh with the malachim actually coming to tell you something is possible, Zakei Chayev. Anyway, I'm just wondering out loud why the Rebbe is using that. Like if he came and said, could this be a day like that Avram will uh, have a child, a soda, uh, or uh, they're going to uh, destroy his daim, or, or uh, other shlichus that Malachim came to do. Well, the Rebbe maybe means Malachim shluchim Yetzin, he means not just... Not just technically angels, maybe all of them, anyone, anyone that Abish sends as a shliach. Not positive, just wondering out loud. Interesting. Huh? Yeah, he had the malach, that's true. But, the, but he taught him posel, zakechei haloche, like achiyah shalev. Okay, maybe. I'm just pointing it out, just interesting. I mean, it sounds like the, the, the Ebershter is telling directives of how, what the Tater says, that this is kosher, this is not, and so on. It's also Loshan, kosher, posel, zakeh, chayev. Okay. doesn't change pshat. It's just interesting to explore. So now we have the next step already, Yitzir and Asiya. So it's interesting that Rebbe doesn't distinguish Oh, one second, no, 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 no. He, uh, the Rebbe wants to bavon that the malochim are not just in Yitzir, they're also in Asiyah. Just, for the, just as an aside, some people wonder, you say malochim, you say a malach batzilis. Even though Chesidus brings from Kabbalah that there's this a malach and atzilis, but b'chal, malochim is not the world of batzilis, because atzilis is bitl b'metzias, and the malach is bit, bitl ayesh. So malochim briya, Yitzir Asiyah is essentially the mother, the area of malochim. But mostly in Yitzira and Asiya, but mostly Yitzira. But you know the difference in Srofim and Chayas uh, HaKedosh and Eifanim that we say every day is the difference between Srofim is Bibriya and, and uh, Eifanim are, I'm sorry, and uh, what did I say? Chayas HaKedosh is in Yitzira and Eifanim is in Asiya. That's like Galgalim. Eifanim is another way of saying it, like wheels which the Rebbe is going to go to now. Because the final step was, we now understand why Elam HaYitzir is called Elam HaMalachim. That was the question. What about now Elam HaSiyah, Elam HaGalgalim? So the final paragraph, the Rebbe says like this. Ad gam le So now you see the Diuk in the Rebbe's words, Katzvei HaMedina. Not just that it reaches some of the people in the nation, 
but every corner of the empire. Because the king doesn't want the decrees just to go to a few cities that are close to him. Every corner, every last subject, every last part of his empire needs to hear a decree that he passed. So that's the Yesa Tachten. That's Elam al Galgalim, Hakulim Menefesh Veguf. So the Rambam says Galgalim, the Tisha Galgalim is considered, has like a body and a soul. So now you see it's much more Gash Mizdik. Yitzir is still a Ruchni. So Galgalim is referring to that has Nefesh Veguf, that's Asiya. So according to the Rambam, according to the difference for him, that is the Galgalim, that are the root from them, emerge all the creations like Eish, Ruach, Mayim, from the Galgalim. The Shemesh, the Levona, and so on. And there you have it. And that's why Elam Asi is Elam Galgalim. But of course, the, the most beautiful part of it, that it's all now in the context of a Melech, and how he governs. So you have a dogma, even if we don't talk about a melech, all of us, whoever is building something and is, let's say the, runs a company or runs an organization. If you think about it, we all are doing these steps if you're organized. You may not have the authority of a melech, but everything begins, first you have your own life, then you have your, how you are envisioning your plan, what needs to get done. Then you pass your instructions on to your, uh, your, uh, your team. And then that team brings it to the world and all the levels that he said here. So you have Mamash an uh, example from the Rebbe and understanding what the Dalai Elmas are. That's why I thought it was really important to, to read this. And of course, I told you again, it's Chelik Beis, page Shinayin Gimel through Shinayin Hey. And it's a letter to Abachar at the time. I recall, I think he was Abachar. It says, Atomim, Yudaleb who Kavyochel asked a klotzkasha and was apologizing. And look what he brought out and drew out from the Rebbe. Okay. So we cover the letter and it will stop here. Everyone have a very good day, good week. And we'll continue the journey next week.